You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. We are broadcasting live from Radio Row in Arizona at the Super Bowl. Second consecutive day. We'll be here all week. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler here in the desert with me and back in the studio making sure everything's running smoothly. Our guy Richie Somerville, uh, our location, our on-location broadcast brought to you by Dream Lawns. And, uh, And we'll get to some of the others that are helping us on this trip as well as the show goes along. In the meantime, uh, last night, Super Bowl opening night the type of event that makes you understand why you ask players how are you dealing with the hoopla right it it was a monday night games not till the following sunday yet there's thousands of people packed into a a uh, basket like an nba arena It was the sun's arena to cheer and go wild for really nothing right a player waves at them the entire section that they're waving at goes nuts that's essentially what the entire night was. There were a couple of players on uh, <laughs> on the stage that recognized that and just started doing like uh, <laughs> hold up a hand, ah, hold it down, quiet, hold up a hand, ah, hold up, put it down, quiet. So, uh, so I'm, <laughs> I say all that just to pass along some information to you, right? Everybody wants to know who's going to win the big game. Everybody wants to know uh, which team's ready to play, which team has that that you know, Rocky Balboa thing in their eye. Um, well, I can tell you right now, we were there, and my observation, right, we're at opening night, we can talk to the players, we're walking around, uh, my observation was the, the loose, fun nature of the Chiefs against the business trip attitude of the Eagles. By the way, we're opening up the call and text lines. It's the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. What would you rather have? If, you, if you're a coach, if you're a GM, if you are a fan of a team, would you rather have your team relaxed to the point of laughing, joking, smiling on Monday when you play the Super Bowl the following Sunday or even right up to the game? Or would you like your team to be locked in, laser-focused, business-like, no time for the distractions? 757 uh, and, and I have some examples of things that happen that, that kind of show What's going on with the uh, with the dichotomy, with the differences between those two teams? But let's start with a, a supposed joke. Okay, we didn't know this at the time, uh, but apparently Dave Damashek uh, is a, a a reporter, Pittsburgh guy, who every year goes around at, at Super Bowl opening night media night and asks, "Is this a must-win game?" I didn't know the joke. I thought it was a strange question, but the very first question for Nick Sirianni was, is this a must-win game? And it went like this at the podium. Must-win game. Yeah. Yeah. And then he looked away to the next next conversation. Yeah. I have a, I have a feeling the, the Chiefs might have done that a little differently. Uh, I, I kind of made the joke on Twitter last night. How can you expect these two teams to be anything other than one relaxed and one serious when the Chiefs head coach is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and the, the Eagles head coach is dressed in the exact same team-issued gear that the players are wearing? 
Matt Verderam of Fansided, who was actually right around us here on Radio Row, uh, he tweeted out, Patrick Mahomes, this was earlier today, they had more media availability. Uh, Verderam tweeted out, Patrick Mahomes says he tried to get all the guys to wear fake mustaches on the plane to Phoenix in homage to the one Andy Reid drew on him in those State Farm commercials. Mahomes said he couldn't get the numbers. Think about that. The Eagles business like the Chiefs trying to pull off mustache pranks. That is an interesting difference. Going into a game where you can be too much of both, right? If you go in and you're too loosey-goosey, it's too fun, it's too relaxed, you might not come out ready to play. But at the same time, if you come out too tight with all your back muscles you know, wrenched into a, into a knot, that won't work either. Few other uh, by the, so so. Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the Eagles' business-like atmosphere? Or would you rather have the Chiefs' loosey-goosey atmosphere? Okay. Which one would you rather have? Seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Some other observations from opening night: Mama Kelsey everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, when we pulled up. Go in. They're, they're doing little pre-activities. The teams aren't out there. Mama Kelsey's out there doing a, a fan interactions. A uh, little bit later on, it's both brothers on the stage. They have both Travis and Jason Kelsey on the stage. And guess what? Mama Kelsey sneaks up behind them with, with cookies. She brought cookies for each of her sons. Uh, then they're taking pictures. There's more Mama Kelsey. There's movement to have Mama Kelsey, the, whose name is Donna, do the, 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 the coin toss. Another observation, Mahomes, a star amongst stars. Right, The Eagles walk out, nice little cheer. Chiefs walk out, nice little cheer. Mahomes comes out, <laughs> you can't hear yourself think. They ask a question of, of Jalen Hurts, he answers the question. They ask a question of uh, uh, Brandon Graham, he answers the question. Chris Jones, they answer the question. You ask a question of Patrick Mahomes, he has to pause and wait for applause. And at a certain point, he didn't even wait. He just started screaming kind of loudly into a microphone, hoping that everyone would catch the idea and slow down and not cheer as much. But it just it, it didn't happen. Every, every time he was addressed, every time he was put on the jumbotron, screamed. And you start to realize there are levels to this, right? Jalen Hurts was a big, big deal. Jason Kelsey had the biggest media conglomerate in front of his podium that I've ever seen for an offensive lineman. And then you saw Mahomes and you went, oh, this is different. And you realize why, uh, you know, how special he is as a, a figure in the NFL. Speaking of those, those media conglomerates, so uh, Robbie and I were sitting there. We're, we're observing, right? We're talking to the guys locally, which, by the way, you can check out on, on our uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. Um, we have videos with if you went to ODU and you're in the Super Bowl, uh, which would be Rick Lovato and Zach Paschal. If you uh, – are from the area. So we had both Derek Noddy, who's an Ocean Lakes guy, and Josh Sweat, who is a, a uh, Oscar Smith guy, uh, Chesapeake. Both, all four of those we, we filmed videos with, so you can catch those on our social media page. But we're walking around doing that. And, and one of the things we noticed is when it comes to, like, pop and sizzle, the, the, the Chiefs are very top-heavy, meaning the biggest media groups of the night were Mahomes, Reed, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. But if you just walk to the other side, you, you find you know Nick Bolton, Isaiah Pacheco, Juju Smith-Schuster, probably the smallest c- conglomerates of the night. Meanwhile, for the Eagles, 
pretty big everywhere. Jordan Mailata is is a little bit of a, a a crowd favorite. Fletcher Cox is a very very talented player that that gets a lot of attention. Darius Slay had a group that was hanging on his every word. In addition to Sirianni, Hertz, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, the more traditional big names having the the, the big big followings. So I, my overall Chiefs relaxed, Eagles locked in. Not necessarily good or bad on either side. It depends on you. Text in 757-687-9494. Which would you rather have? But then we'll, we'll, we'll add in some of the other stuff, right? The Kelseys, their emotions have to be all over the place. Mahomes has to be the biggest, best of everything in the room. And then uh, Philadelphia might have a little bit more depth, and I think we all knew that when it comes to the big players. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, speaking of the big players, uh, you knew he was a big dude, deceptively bigger in person. Sean Merriman is ready to jump on the show. Uh, all, former All-Pro, multiple-time All-Pro, multiple-time Pro Bowler with the, the Los Angeles Chargers at the time, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, lights out, as you probably recognize from his signature dance. He's going to jump in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth, sit in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, and tell us his thoughts on the big game and so much more coming up next. Sean Merriman on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting you with the biggest stars at the biggest game of the year. Presented by Dream Lawns, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl and jumping into our broadcast booth and guest chair brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More. Former All-Pro, multiple-time All-Pro, multiple-time Pro Bowler, Chargers legend Sean Merriman, University of Maryland legend Sean Merriman. Uh, Sean, first of all, thank you very much for, for jumping on. Uh, I'm going to start with this. Uh, the Eagles defense, or sorry, the Eagles offensive line is getting a lot of hype. A lot of people are talking about pro football focus grades and all these other things. As an edge rusher, how do you attack that squad? It's hard, man, because uh, they're, they're very they're a very cohesive group. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, guys, they, they know each other so well, you know, and they communicate. You you see them down the line of scrimmage, they're tapping each other's <laughs> knees. I mean, it, and it echoes from the center to the guard, guard to the tackle, every single time they're talking. And so it's it's hard to um, to scheme against these guys and blitz against these guys because they, they talk and communicate so much. But um, <laughs> I mean Chris Jones, I mean that I mean it would take an outstanding player, right? It would take an outstanding player to uh, to go out and play well against this against this offensive line. I don't I don't think there's a scheme that's going to happen that's going to fool them or get them off balance it's going to take some some great players making great plays as a defensive player do you notice that like the the tapping and everything are you trying to figure oh, i that? watch everything okay I, I watch yeah i watch every single thing <laughs> and i and i start to see the guys that don't tap is not communicating they're so locked in on me but they're not hearing their offensive alignment that the guard or the center mm-hmm. they're not echoing the call and so at that point in time i know i got him because he's focusing on me <laughs> um and so but when you see you know them tapping each other kelsey and johnson or down the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch watch during the game on how much they communicate with each other and watch the offensive line of Kansas City Chiefs to see how much they communicate. It is next level on what these uh, Philadelphia Eagles offensive line do on the front on the front line. We're talking with Sean Merriman, NFL legend, joining us here on Radio Row, sitting in the Pitbull Tobacco One More guest chair. Jordan Mailata is is an interesting cat, right? Not only can he can he sing, but he's six eight, three sixty six. 
you know, when I think back to your career, I think explosive. I think I think beating guys around the edge, uh, very athletic defensive linemen. When you see just a behemoth, how do you how do you kind of uh, technique wise go up against someone that size? You can't. I mean, you, you really because uh, that's like when we talk about NBA players. You can't coach seven feet, uh-huh. right? You just can't. Yeah. And, and some of these guys. Um, and when he was coming out, I was hoping that you, the Chargers were talking about getting him. Mm-hmm. I thought the Chargers were going to take him, and they end up getting Zion uh, Zion Johnson. Yep. Or, yeah. Um, which was which is still a great pick. He, he's a, a great player. But when you see somebody like Jordan, you're like, okay, when's the last time uh, we've seen somebody like – you know, back when I played around the time, you look at like a Sam Adams or mm-hmm. like these big, big – Yeah, like an Ogden or something like, like that. Ogden. Yeah, yeah. It's these big guys that you see all the time, but you don't see it as much now because the game has changed. You mm-hmm. see the Aaron Donalds of the world, the mm-hmm. um, the athletic Chris Jones, guys who can pass, rush, and also play the run. But you don't see somebody who just – just a big behemoth, <laughs> right, just standing there. You can't do anything. Um, so – he, he's he's a very rare talent, man. The the other thing that's that's being talked about a ton this week is the, the rules protecting the offense. All right, the the rumor that you can't like sit down when you tackle or whatever that the, the it's getting a little crazy. Has it gotten too far with protecting the quarterback? I the I, uh, I actually like that rule. Hmm. I actually like that rule. Um, and when I I've never dragged guys down when I was chasing from behind, for that reason. Yeah. Um, because now you're just dropping your whole body weight on a guy's leg. He's defenseless at that point. I also feel that you don't you don't have to tackle like that either. Mm-hmm. Um, you have enough force where you can jump on a guy back or push him forward or grab his legs, trip him, and he's, he goes forward. Um, I do like that rule because these are um, these are career changing tackles if it goes wrong. We've seen it. I think ten guys be done this year this season for that type of tackle alone, and Pollard being mm-hmm. the, the last one for the Cowboys, and obviously that's how uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle yep. was even. You know, the high ankle sprain came in the first place. So I do like the NFL implementing that rule. Do, do you think, like, defensive players everywhere are going to be asking for your, your hard-hitting defensive guy card when you're, when you're agreeing with the NFL to protect the offense? <laughs> well, I, you know, I like getting guys up in the shoulder and neck area, right? <laughs> just, just, just shy of the helmet. Um, you don't need to go low. No, I, I, I hate that part. I, I do hate that part. I've never tackled anybody low because, you know, for any reason. But I do like the uh, – It's. I look at that, if they change that rule, I look at that like how, how they change the uh, the horse collar. Mm. You know, I, I look at those those two type of tackles very similar. Do, do you think maybe and, – and, again, I, I mentioned, you know, thinking back on your career, athleticism and explosion, do you think maybe lesser athletic defenders are going, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say not to do that. We need to get these guys on the ground by any means necessary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never had to hit a guy low. Uh, exactly, you've never had to. <laughs> but you know, but I, I do I do still think you can get guys on the ground. I think okay. you can get guys on the ground without having to tackle that way. Um, so if they do implement in, implement that rule, I, I would agree with that. I don't listen. I don't agree with them protecting the quarterbacks and things mm-hmm. like they are. You know, some of these things where guys is barely getting topped on the side of the helmet or somewhere in the neck area or top of his shoulder pads and it's a flat. That, that is that is BS. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that. I do like that rule of them being able to drag them down from the back. We're talking with Sean Merriman. You remember him from his days with the Chargers. He's in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, you, you brought up your, your affinity for the Chargers, right, their draft and who they're acquiring. Uh, is there a number too high for Justin Herbert, or are you breaking the bank and breaking every record when, when his contract comes up? Yeah, he, he's, he's getting a bring truck. Okay. He's, he's well, he, I mean, all electronic payment, sales, <laughs> uh, cash apps, <laughs> whatever whatever the max amount is that you can send that day, uh, whatever wires you can send, you give it to him because, you know, people always say this, and they got bounced out of the playoffs mm. by the Jacksonville and things like that, but I think there's a 
it, it's a team coaching. That's a, that's an overall decision. It's not like oh, okay, Justin Herbert blew this game for it, and that's it. I think they could collectively lost that game, all of them. How how does that affect the locker room? Obviously, you played with with Rivers. He was he was getting paid handsomely. Like, did the defensive players? Did, did are, are is there any envy or jealousy looking over at a quarterback making all that cash? Not not at all. Not especially not ex, not especially how the game is today, hmm. right? You if you don't have a good quarterback, look at the two, look who's in the yep. Super Bowl, right? Big pictures on the wall, both yeah, of them. Look, you know, <laughs> and it's a reason why because these guys are special. And I don't think there's a, a, a jealousy or a, a kind of point to finger. But, look, if a guy's making 30, 40, 50 million a year, everybody's looking at him like every pass has to be a completion. <laughs> you, know, he has to, you know, he has to win every game. And if, if those two things don't happen, then you're a failure because of the money from the, the perception of what they're getting paid. But, no, you've you got to pay these guys, period. We're, we're going to stick on the money track for, for a second here. Name, image, and likeness in college is – is Maryland a lurking giant with all that Under Armour cash? It's, it's, it's got to go somewhere, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm helping them out. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm working on it um, because I'm from PG, Prince George's County, mm-hmm. Maryland. And and I said this, and I was I was you know pretty serious when I said it. I believe that some of the best talent comes that, that from that DMV area. I mean, basketball it's known for. There's, there's got to be some even, that are stronger even, more than more football. Than, yeah. I mean, look at you know, me, Stephon, myself, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, uh, Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Vontae Davis. Uh, a lot of athletes. Navarro. Yeah. You know, just if you go down the list, if you look at the top 30 guys that came from that DMV area, look how many Pro Bowls and all pros that, that we all have. And, and if those guys stay home at the, and go to University of Maryland, they can compete with, with Georgia, Texas, mm-hmm. Florida, Cali, anywhere. Just just got to get the money right. Just got to get the money right. And that's what you're working on. That's what I'm working on. All right. Uh, again, Sean Merriman is the voice you hear, multiple-time All-Pro, multiple-time Pro Bowler, and his time in the league. Uh, Sean, what do you have going on with this this lights-out MMA world? Uh, and and also, I see you're, you're, you're keeping in shape. I can tell that just by standing no, I, here. No, I don't really work out like that, man. I just showed up <laughs> like this. Um, no, I, I uh, so I own Lights Out Extreme Fighting, um, launched in 2018. We're on Fubo Sports, Fubo mm-hmm. TV. Yep. Uh, so if you don't have Fubo, get it. Uh, we had a big fight coming up here in April. We had a fight January fifteenth that uh, broke the records for Fubo Sports. Really, top top ten most watched on Fubo Sports. And they're ever. big in combat sports. So that's big, impressive. Well, yeah, big international soccer mm-hmm. too as well. So we're we're right up there ranked with them. So that was that was great for us. Um, I'm also working on trying to get some of these former athletes to transition into Lights Out. Uh, these former these guys that's retired or about to retire. Um, especially the ones that have shorter careers and saying, you know what, football didn't work out for me, and they want to go and try their hand in combat sports. So we, we got some guys, man, that uh, that's going to be transitioning here soon. Did, did, you, did you ever have that, that itch to, to get into a ring or an octagon or anything like that? I'd have it every day still. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, but for me, um, it's been a little bit therapeutic being around this sport for 17 years because if you talk to any former athlete, the one thing they'll tell you is they miss the locker room. Mm-hmm. Every athlete, you say they, they hate the politics. They hate, you know, the, dealing with the business side of it sometimes, but everyone will tell you they miss the locker room. And for me to be around these guys, these fighters, and I train with them, I'm in the locker room, I see the smack talk, I'm like, man, this is great. This is what I'm used to. Yep. Um, but being on the business side of it and having big production and live TV trucks and satellites, it's a, it's a, it's a different beast. Uh, but it's it's something I, I have a passion for, and I've always had a passion for, and you know, have to, to keep lights out, extreme fighting growing, and the viewership growing, and, and more eyeballs, and filling up one day arenas and stadiums is is going to be fun for me. And when that trash talk comes, it's nice to be the head guy in charge, right? You you can kind of you, you you have the mic drop moment when when anyone starts talking, right? Yeah, that's why I stay in shape. So <laughs> try me. I mean. You know, people say, oh, man, you're still in shape. I stay in shape in case they don't like their contracts or something that happens. <laughs> but, 
Uh, it is. It, you know, we, we're we're growing our up and coming talent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a lot of fighters. Um, MMA fighters that haven't had the opportunity to, to get on the platform and haven't had the opportunity to get with a great promotion. Um, and so we provide that for them. we got a big fight coming up here in, on Football TV, Football mm-hmm. Sports, yep. in April uh, that we're going to announce uh, next week. So it'll be good. A C- couple more before we let you go. Uh, you mentioned you're, you're interested in the former athletes. Is, is there a, like a dream pairing of two, two guys that might be in the league now that you'd like to see get in the ring? I, you know what? You know who I would love to? And he's going to say no, even though I've asked him a thousand times. <laughs> but I'm going to ask him a thousand one times as yeah. soon as he retires. All he can do is say no. Um, is Mercedes Lewis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think if uh, he's if got the longevity in the career. No, I've watched. I've trained with okay. him. Okay, I've watched. He's him a train, beast, and he he can go. Interesting. Um, they're, they're and so, who are you pitting him against? Who? What's the card? It, he's that's a big dude. Okay, I mean, that's, that's you know Mercedes. <laughs> that's a big, shop in the lineman. Yeah, Mercedes is a big guy. Um, but you, I would I would love to see two two former two former mm. guys a, a defensive end and a, and a tackle or a tight end. Yep. Um, and, you know, I've trained with Rich Incognito. He, he's mm. another guy who can go. Um, I've seen Brian Cushing. He's really mm-hmm. he's really good. So you, uh, Clay Matthews. They, they he, all make sense. All the names you're saying would, make sense. So listen, I've, I've seen these guys. Yeah. And so you know me. I'm, I'm showing up on social medias and DMs. I don't got you. Look, I'm like a, a chick in, in your DM trying to get you to come and fight. <laughs> sliding in. Um, sliding into DMs. But, yeah, it's, I think it's a natural fit for um, a lot of these former guys to, to make that transition, especially when they're looking to you know, prolong their career and do something else. Last thing before we let you go, we're asking everybody, what's your pick for the game? I made a mistake last week by uh, picking against Patrick Holmes. I, I <laughs> I'm mean, not going to do that again? Yeah. I, no, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it again because, you know, mistake once. I, Fool I you. Man, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, Whatever I, the saying is. Yeah, so I, I, I got to pick uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I just think they're the better team. Okay. Um, but the, the, the little part of me is like, hey, they got Patrick Mahomes, and I don't care who's on the opposite side of the ball. And that's why it's a little bit difficult for me to kind of pick. But um, Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're the most balanced, well-balanced team in football. They're the most explosive, explosive team, and they really don't have any, um, any, any spots in their armor that, that they, they're not great at. All so right. that's why I got to go to Philadelphia Eagles. We'll put you down. Sean, we appreciate it. Good luck, everything. Lights out, extreme fighting. Everybody get your fubo and watch the fight, which will be announced next week. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Once again, that is Sean Merriman. We'll be back here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 in a minute. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting you with the biggest stars at the biggest game of the year. Presented by Dream Lawns. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row here in Phoenix leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, and joining us now here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair is Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, first-round draft pick, and currently the lead analyst for VSIN, the sports betting network. You can get his, his analysis and insights at vsin.com. Uh, Mike, appreciate it. First appreciate of all, you, Tim. Th- thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by. Um, I think I did my math right on this one. You're a Colorado guy. Eric Bieniemy's a Colorado guy. Right. So you guys were were teammates. We were roomies. Roommates. We even. were roommates. We were recruited the same year. Even yep. better. Yeah. Uh, and and drafted the same year. Yep. First round, second round. So yes. so you obviously know Coach Bieniemy. You yeah. know, uh, going way back. You know him right. pretty well. He's like a brother to me. To well, be honest with you. That, that's even better. <laughs> what, what, what does your brother have in store for this uh, vaunted Eagles defense? You know. Um, Eric is highly creative. Uh, he's a competitor. 
and uh, him and Andy Reid will have something cooked up. But I haven't, you know, the thing about Eric and, and what I kind of allow him to do is I, I don't want to contact him hmm. during games like this, right? And, and because you, you just, get contact just text me the game plan yeah, real quick. Yeah, just hook me up. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. And, you know, for, from my affiliation with Vison too, I kind of want that distance anyway. Uh, so I have no idea <laughs> what the game plan is going to be, but I know it's going to be creative. I know they're going to involve Patrick Mahomes. They have to. They're one-dimensional uh, throwing the football now. So, um, no, they, they are ready for this challenge. They're relaxed, though. Mm. I, I know Eric, he seems relaxed, and, and so does uh, Andy Reid, even though this is his former team that he's facing in the Super Bowl. We were actually just discussing that on the show uh, at opening night last night, it felt very right. The, the Eagles came out and had their their availability. Mm-hmm. They go away. They, there's a little little mid mid show whatever. Right. Then the Chiefs come out and it was a very different vibe. The Chiefs were kind of loosey goosey, having a good time, cracking jokes. The Eagles were very uh, business like. Do you take anything out of that other than the fact that the Chiefs have been here before? Um, you know, I. I didn't until today uh, because, um, you know, during Visa and I was doing a show earlier and we had Herm Edwards on the program. We've had, um, you know, uh, Michael Silver was on the program and uh, they talked about anxiety. Uh, and, and Michael Silver has covered a lot of Super Bowls and obviously uh, Herm uh, coached a long time but played in the Super Bowl. And he's like the anxiety you can't quantify. And uh, he's like they are going to feel it. And. I kind of agree with them. I mean, I think Kansas City will feel it, but to a lesser degree, right? The Eagles will feel it. Jalen Hurts will feel it, but when can they get over it? Uh, so if it started last night at opening night and it's going to continue to build, that's not a good thing. I, I think they're going to have to find some way to break the ice. And, and maybe it's today at media day. Maybe it's during practice. Uh, but the Eagles are going to have to find some way to break the ice leading up to the Super Bowl. That voice you hear, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, 13th overall draft pick, also a lead NFL analyst for VSIN. He's sitting here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair on Radio Row. Uh, you, you were a guy in your playing career. You look it up, and it's you're a running back, you're, you're a kick returner, you're a wide receiver, right. you're doing a little bit of everything. For a player like A.J. Brown, who's been, I wouldn't say bottled up, but he hasn't had the production that we're used to seeing from him in the playoffs, is it a matter of getting him involved other ways? Do you want to see speed sweeps and screens or, or something to get him going? Yeah, I know. I, I think uh, that is a, uh, a concern uh, for the Eagles because it seems like A.J.'s bothered by it, right? Mm. Uh, they tried to get him involved in a game plan earlier with some quick passes and uh, you know a deep ball that Jalen missed on. Mm. Uh, and, and so they're trying to connect, but they just have it. I, I don't know. I, for a personality like him, for, for a playmaker like him, you do have to feed him the rock, though. You, you do have to get him settled down. Um, and I, I anticipate that happening. I mean, it has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jalen, I don't know if it's his shoulder that was making him off or the fact that he hasn't really played uh, in a game like that. Uh, but they have been in comfortable situations throughout the playoffs so far. Uh, this one, I don't imagine it being comfortable. I, I think it's going to be highly competitive. Uh, therefore, if you're going to feature that matchup, and if he is a mismatch for you, you got to get A.J. Brown involved in this football game early on. Can you sense that in an NFL locker room where there's a, a highly paid, very visible, you know, the, the quote-unquote diva wide receiver, <laughs> yes. and, and they haven't gotten the ball, right? I, I count it to, like, you know, if, if the big man in, in the NBA hasn't right. gotten a post-touch in a while, the, yep. po- the point guard knows i got to take care of him. Yes, yes sir. Does does <laughs> Is, is that something where, the, you know, the quarterback has to be told or is the whole locker room not? No, you know, I, I think it's a combination of Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, 
uh, the wide receivers coach, always in constant communication that way. He has to be. Uh, and then the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jalen would be third on the list. Um, primary on the list would be offensive coordinator. Like, how do I get number 11 to rock? How do I, how do I get that guy, that monster involved in the game? Because we're going to need him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's incumbent upon him, uh, Shane Sykin, offense coordinator, uh, to find some way to get him involved in the game. So I know the Eagles want to run it, but A.J. Brown has to make plays for you, I believe, in this matchup against the Chiefs. We're talking with Mike Pritchard here, lead NFL analyst for VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out his insight and analysis on vsin.com. Uh, we're live from Radio Row. Uh, on the other side, there's a, there's a player that last year would have been like that for the Chiefs for A.J. Brown, right? It would have been Tyreek Hill. Right. You have to get him the ball. You right. have to keep him involved. He's not there. The offense is still doing just <laughs> just as, if not better. Uh, how impressive is it for that offense and, and that core group of Mahomes, Kelsey, Bienemy, Reed to, to not miss a step when you lose a player like that? Well, I, I think it's remarkable. Um, I, I So this is what needed to happen, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes – from an air raid standpoint in college at Texas Tech, he loves to get outside the pocket. He loves to create, and he loves to throw the ball down the field and, and make the big play, right, and uh, make the splash play. But that's not going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and they found that out against Cincinnati. Uh, and and you know, I, I think along the way, they needed to create patience for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and therefore, let's bring in some possession guys. Uh, let's slow down the offense. Let's make him matriculate. Let's make him survey the field and read uh, where he needs to go with the football and rely on his feet in the pocket. So that just turned into probably an MVP season for Patrick Mahomes and another Super Bowl appearance. So that's the genius of uh, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, understanding what Patrick needed to evolve to, and that was becoming a more patient quarterback. So uh, with those type of players around him, he's forced to be patient. Let those guys run with the football after the catch. And they were the number one team in the National Football League with yards after reception, yards after the catch. Uh, so it is phenomenal. It's, it's clicking. Uh, and now Patrick is, is seemingly healthier uh, going into the Super Bowl. Now, we, we can't have the lead, uh, lead analyst for VEASAN on here and not get a couple of picks. Okay, I so, got you. So when, when we have you here in, in the guest chair, again, Pitbull Tobacco and Word guest chair, what, what are your favorite numbers? What are your favorite lines? Again, we're, we're on Tuesday, so yeah. a little early, but what are you, what are you liking right they now? They could change. You're right. You're right. Uh, but I got in pocket. I, I got a play on Miles Sanders to win Super Bowl MVP. Mm. That's my long shot. He was 30 to 1. But, but Miles Sanders, I think, is underrated. Uh, he's, uh, what? the top five rusher in the National Football League in terms of yards. But in terms of explosive plays, he's in the top four. Wow. Uh, rushing the football. That's what Two, you need for an MVP. You need those, like, right. Heisman moments, right? Exactly. You need those big plays. Exactly. So two touchdowns uh, last week in the conference championship game, too. So I, I think he's got some momentum, uh, and they need to run the football. We know the Eagles need to run the football uh, behind that great offensive line. So I think he has a chance to win. Super Bowl MVP, I, I took a flyer on him. I didn't mm-hmm. throw a lot of money on it. Um, other than that, you know, I like him to score anytime touchdown. That was plus 115, so that's a nice, nice solid bet. Uh, I'm looking at some other props, haven't really settled in on some of those, but I have a lean towards the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles, they check every single box. With the, with the minus one and a half? Last minus night, one and a half. You would lay one and a half, so they have to win um, by two points, yep. basically, uh, or a field goal. And it, it feels like it's a field goal game, uh, last possession type of game. Uh, but that defense, you know, the old adage that defense wins championships, I, I think that could be true in the Super Bowl. Uh, last question here, and, and just because we started off uh, learning how close you were with, with Coach Bieniemy, uh, 
it seems like anytime you talk about Coach Bieniemy, the the question of a potential head coaching job is is right around the corner, and it's been that way for three or four years. Well, right. Why doesn't why hasn't he been given that opportunity? Yet? You know, that's a great question. I wish I knew the answer to it. I mean, he's highly qualified and, and highly capable of being a head coach in the National Football League. Uh, I did talk to an individual yesterday, uh, and I guess he was tight with the situation in Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, and. Eric was close to getting that job, as you recall. And they told me that, okay, well, Matt Rule, I guess, had a better interview. I, I don't know. Okay. But then my answer was like, well, Matt Rule's no longer there. Like, does an interview, <laughs> does, try, yeah, yeah, does a better interview really matter? I mean, but it doesn't. I mean, I think, I think you have to uh, evaluate if you're any NFL owner or any NFL team, evaluate if a player or a coach uh, is capable of, uh, and if he's qualified, uh, and Eric is both of those uh, in spades, and, and so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a matter of time. It's just the right opportunity has to come along his way, though. And he got a couple impressive uh, like letters of recommendation last night, right? Like Mahomes, Reed, right. they're all saying absolutely. It's like it's may, about maybe trust those guys. Opinions. Yeah, it's about damn time, right? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Mike, we appreciate you for jumping appreciate on. Appreciate you Keep doing uh, great stuff with Vison. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Once again, that is Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, lead analyst for VSIN Sports Betting Network. You can get his analysis and insights on vsin.com. We're going to be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 coming up next. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. This is sports in its own words on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right, sports in its own words, coming to you live from Radio Row. We're going to give you the best quips, the best quotes, the best jokes. And remember, the reason why we're able to bring you any audio from here at Radio Row is because we are connected up. Our internet connectivity is brought to you by Larry King Law. That is the reason why you can hear what we're saying. So thank you to Larry King Law uh, for our internet connectivity. In the meantime, let's get to sports in its own words. We played this for you once already, but I liked it so much I thought we'd start with it again. Last night, opening night, Super Bowl media, all of the players, all of the coaches, they're at podiums, there's media all over the place, fans filling the Phoenix Suns arena. And the first question Nick Sirianni was asked was, is this a must-win game? Here's Sirianni's answer. Must-win game. Yeah. Not a man of many words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's must win. Yeah. I, I guess it's a running bit, but I, I do find it hilarious that you would ask if the Super Bowl is must win. I mean, it, won't, it would only change the rest of your life. It would only change your entire career. It would only change everything you're remembered for. That is, unless you're in a city that you just insulted, like Juju Smith Schuster insulted Philly, right? Even if Juju Smith-Schuster wins this Super Bowl with the Chiefs, if he goes back to Philly at any point in time, uh, he'll be remembered more for the clip I'm about to tell you, I'm about to play for you, than he would be for the Super Bowl championship that he won. Here's that clip. Honestly, I think the best the best Philly cheesesteaks are not in Philly, to be honest. Def- definitely not Philly. <laughs> the best Philly cheesesteaks are not from Philly. Now, first of all, should we get existential with it? Should we get philosophical with it? Is it even a Philly cheesesteak if it's not from Philly? Or is it just a cheesesteak? How can you have a Philly cheesesteak, the best arm from Philly? Second of all, 
like uh, everyone, like like Darius Slay, right? Uh, Brandon Graham. There, there are some trash talkers in this game that that are likely trying to get under the skin of the opposing team, trying to ruffle feathers in the opposing city. Juju Smith-Schuster did that better than anyone, just right there. If you insult the Philly cheesesteak, all of Philadelphia up in arms. If 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 Slay or Graham, any of those guys really wanted to get uh, under the, the the skin of Kansas City, they should have attacked the the barbecue. They should have said Texas's is actually better. Think think smarter, not harder. Uh, <laughs> speaking of last night's media night, uh, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. I don't know if you've heard this. It hasn't been mentioned that often. Um, they're brothers and they're playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Their mom made an appearance on the stage when Michael Irvin was talking with the two Kelsey brothers. I saw where the fans have a petition going around to have your mother, Donna, do Super Bowl 57 corn toss. What is that like with the fans being so involved and pushing and loving this brother relationship and brother uh, battle in the Super Bowl? I mean, it's uh, it's honestly a dream come true, and we can we can do nothing but thank the fans for embracing us like this. And, and, and get your word in on that too, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, if mom is doing the coin toss, we're gonna have to coach her up a little bit. I don't I think I've ever seen her flip a coin, but uh, it would be a pretty incredible moment. Yeah. And then she surprised them on stage with cookies. You can't make up. What's going on with the Kelseys? She surprised them with homemade cookies, and she had a note, like, you know, when you're, you're, you're in school and, and you're in elementary school and you get a note, had a note that said, like, love, Mom, here you go, Travis, your cookies. Love, Mom, here you go, Jason, your cookies. I, wonder, I don't know if they ate them or not, but I will say, for all of the, the love that, that Donna Kelsey, Mama Kelsey, is getting, Little bit of an underhanded shot by Jason that she he didn't think that she could flip a coin without being coached up. Seems like she she must have some kind of athleticism in her in her genes because she obviously is the mother of these two Hall of Fame eventual uh, Hall of Fame football players and they're doubting her ability to flip a coin. Little respect for Mama Kelsey. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. We talked about this yesterday. Or sorry, we talked about this earlier about yesterday. The Chiefs were very. Uh, very, very loose, very willing to joke. Patrick Mahomes may be chief amongst them, right? Today he told the media that he was trying to get everybody to wear mustaches on the flight, similar to the the ones that that uh, <laughs> that his coach draws on him. Coach Reed draws on him in the State Farm commercials. Couldn't get everybody to do it. Uh, and then when he was asked about Brandon Graham and maybe motivating Brandon Graham with a little trash talk, here was Mahomes last night. Time he was in the Super Bowl. Strip sack Tom Brady. Anything you want to say to him right now, Patrick? I'm not going to say anything to that man right there. I'm going to let him just sit over there. <laughs> we're, we're on great terms right now, so I'm going to just let him sit over there and uh, answer his questions himself. A big joke, right? I'm not, I'm not going to give him any bulletin board material. I'm going to just let him sit over there and, and answer his own questions. Brandon Graham laughing, having a great time. Maybe it worked. Maybe maybe Mahomes was on to something. He was trying to disarm the big, angry defensive lineman he was facing with the Eagles. Now we get away from, from opening night. Opening night last night, it was a great time. A lot of audio. Go check out the press conferences. You'll hear, you'll hear us asking a few questions uh, if you listen to them all. Trent Dilfer had a different idea for a media appearance he made earlier this week. He decided... He wanted to insult every modern quarterback. Here's Trent Dilfer. Modern day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback. 
And when you can't reroute receivers, and when you can't hit guys across the middle, I love Tom Brady, I love Aaron Rodgers, I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did. Not impressive. It's. N- I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Tom Brady. What they do is not impressive. Um, it is impressive, first of all. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, second of all, it's bold to say quarterbacks don't get hit when one of them's limping into the, the Super Bowl and the other has a shoulder injury into the Super Bowl. I doubt that that happened when you weren't allowed to get hit. Uh, second of all, Trent Dilfer should know how difficult it is, even if you have the best team around you, just to get out of your own way. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and I don't make fun of Dilfer the way that a lot of people do for winning a Super Bowl. But what I will say is that the most difficult thing he did was not mess it up. So whether you can get hit or not, not messing it up is is, is difficult. Trent Dilfer not impressed with Rodgers or Brady. Bold. That's how I'll call that, bold. Speaking of Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers is the winner of the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He and his teammates uh, were able to, to secure the victory, although seemingly everybody that was involved with that tournament had problems with the self-reported handicap from Rodgers. How far, how far off the lead uh, were you on the Pro-Am side of it? I think Josh and I won. Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. His handicap was crap, so I, I haven't looked. I think we were on 18. We might have been up there, but if, if we finish second to Aaron, I consider us winning the trophy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't count. That was Keith Mitchell, by the way, PGA golfer. Um, here's what I have to say. I'm surprised this doesn't happen every year. The reason why I say that is because uh, if you put a football player who's as competitive as a football player is on a, a PGA course and they don't have the the – growing up etiquette of being a golfer for their entire life on pro circuits. Um, I think they should all lie about their, their, their handicap. I'm surprised Josh Allen didn't say I'm a 45. Uh, and, and, and I say all of that just because there's no downside. You win the tournament. Yeah. Keith Mitchell calls you out after who cares. I'm surprised. Uh, and, and last one here for sports in its own words, Derek Carr was at the pro bowl even though he was not a starter for his own team by the end of the year. Uh, He was not wearing, I don't know if everyone noticed this, most players there were wearing their team's hat. He was wearing an NFL hat, like the one you saw Rob Lowe wear, uh, I think it was at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, So it was uh, just an NFL shield hat. He didn't wear the Raiders hat. Uh, And then he went ahead and won the precision passing. Uh, Lit it up way better than everybody else. And, uh, And afterwards he had this interaction. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> why I'm going somewhere else. That gets more and more interesting the more and more we learn. Uh, the Raiders not letting him discuss trades with other teams, he or his representation. Why? Well, there's multitude different reasons. One of them is they don't want to know how much – they don't want him to know how much these teams value him. Because then he would just say, oh, if you're willing to give up all of that in a trade, don't give up anything and just pay me a bunch of money once they release me in a couple weeks. So they want him to be in the dark. Keep in mind, he's at the Pro Bowl. Agents are talking. He's talking with players. He's talking with coaches. He knows. I think they're, like, fighting to hold back the tide a little bit here with a broom that they're sweeping back into the ocean. 
There you go. Sports in its own words here on the Tim Donnelly Show, live from Radio Row here in Phoenix. Uh, our exclusive show sponsor for this Radio Row Week, Dream Lawns. And it's time for a little big game bets. Big game bets brought to you by Inland Reef Bar and Grill. Well, once per day, I'm going to give you a, a bet that we like, and hopefully you you also like our reasoning behind it. You might tail it, and then we can all be on the same side rooting for everything this Sunday. So the big game bet for Tuesday, I mean, we had the lead NFL analyst for VEASAN, the sports betting network on the show. How can we not piggyback off of Mike Pritchard's idea. And and when he said it, I liked it, right? A lot of uh, gambling, at least for me, is that first gut reaction. Um, I don't like going against my gut. I, I will abstain from a bet before I go against my gut simply because uh, I'll feel real dumb if my gut was right and I don't get to benefit from it. Or even worse, I lose money because of it. Uh, but Mike Pritchard said Miles Sanders for Super Bowl MVP plus 3,000, 30 to 1. And and the reason why I like that is I think if the Eagles win it all, they will do so on the backs of that awesome offensive line. So if they pound the rock, Miles Sanders will end up with a heck of a day. Uh, I know they have Gainwell. I know they have Boston Scott. If they vulture some touchdowns, that would be a big pain for our bet. But I think he could easily end up with 100 yards and two touchdowns. And if that happens – there's a good chance he ends up the the MVP of the game. So Miles Sanders at thirty to one, uh, the, uh, compared to the quarterbacks who are essentially plus one thirty five plus like a, a traditional bet. Uh, yeah, I like thirty to one there. So go ahead and give me Miles Sanders as the Super Bowl MVP and a hat tip to Mike Pritchard, the lead NFL analyst for Vsin, who who put that one on my radar. And I did check the uh, the odds during the commercial break. Uh, they are still at thirty to one right now. So. Get in where you fit in. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Sean Payton put down the, the, the law. He laid down the law on Russell Wilson in his very first comments as the Denver Broncos head coach. I kind of love it. Coming up next.